Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. WRBA. It is Friday. Yes, indeed it is. Congratulations. Self high fives all the way around. Now, my question to you is anything new with the Speaker of the House, with the new Speaker of the House? Because I'm hearing about uh, funding for this and funding for that, and I thought that we as conservatives said, no, we're not interested in that. Well, I figured the only way to get a straight answer was to chat with the uh, the new chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, the uh, congressman who actually represents me. I'm in the 5th District, Congressman Bob Good. Bob, thank you for being here. Great to be with you, Jeff. Merry Christmas. Thanks for having me, my friend. Absolutely. Well, Merry Christmas to you. And, and, and let me say either congratulations or condolences. I mean, because it's a, it's a tough situation to be in, but somebody's got to do it. And, and you're they're the chairman of the House Freedom Caucus. That's a big deal. Well, thank you. Uh, it is a sobering responsibility. I'm grateful to my colleagues for the trust they placed in me. You know, when I first ran, I knew I wanted to be part of Freedom Caucus. I knew that they were the conservative conscience of the House Republican Party. I knew that they were the tip of the spear. And I would suggest it's the Freedom Caucus that's driven every significant policy effort that's come out of the House this year, whether it's um, there were changes to the rules of how Congress would operate uh, from back in January, whether it's the Limit, Save, Grow bill, that's significant fiscal and spending reforms that were voted at least out of the House back in April. The H.R. 2 border security bill that was passed out of the House was driven by Freedom Caucus members. Uh, the uh, the, um, the the even the reforms to FISA that unfortunately did not get voted on as should have yesterday. Instead, we voted on just an extension. But those were driven. That was Andy Biggs's bill, and uh, so you know the, this. There's been four previous chairs uh, of the Freedom Caucus. You know, originally Jim Jordan, then Mark Meadows, and Andy Biggs, who I first served with, and then uh, currently Scott Perry until the end of the year. And while I'm the Speaker elect, excuse me, Speaker. <laughs> so, uh, faux pas there, but but the uh, I'm the chairman elect, and uh, my my, ter- my two year term begins January one. Well, uh, congratulations to that. And uh, what about Speaker elect? Are we thinking something at some point? I mean, is uh, oh, is there, is there no, I will I, I will I will work very hard to uh, 
serve my two years honorably and nobly and not have a motion to vacate the chairman of the Freedom Caucus in two years. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where we are with that. Uh, got plate, plate is absolutely full, and, and, yeah. and there isn't, a, there isn't a, another position I would rather serve in, uh, truly, in the House of Representatives and to, to help lead the Freedom Caucus. Wow. Well, I, I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that. I want to remind everybody, Congressman Bob Good is joining us. He uh, represents our 5th District. He is uh, the chairman-elect of the uh, House Freedom Caucus, and it's a, it's, a, it's a big position. It's a very important position. And, Bob, you talked uh, a little bit uh, about this whole FISA thing, and, and FISA, I thought, was going to be discussed and debated, but it looked like it just kind of got the, nah, we'll kick the can down the road treatment. Very disappointing. You know, Republicans have railed against, complained about, campaigned against uh, the abuses of FISA, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act that, well, while perhaps well intended uh, in terms of, you know, spying on terrorists, foreigners, which, you know, our Constitution does not protect foreigners, it protects us as citizens. But as we know, it's been abused and misused uh, to violate the constitutional protections, Fourth Amendment protections, you know, no uh, search on a U.S. citizen, no spying on a U.S. citizen, no surveillance without a warrant. And Mm -hmm. Uh, Andy Biggs uh, and Chip Roy and uh, and Warren Davidson had had worked together on that bill as part of Judiciary Committee uh, to reform it appropriately. Um, And there was a competing bill in the House that was not nearly as good coming out of the Intelligence Committee. And and the biggest difference being, uh, frankly, the requirement of a warrant. Uh, I mean, that's that's, that's the crux of it. And so instead, what happened and it represents everything that's wrong with Washington, but you had FISA extension without reforms, without condition, attached to a quote-unquote must-pass bill, which is not a must-pass bill. But that's how we treat it. Okay. Uh, it, had, you know, it has passed every year for 60-plus years. The NDAA, National Defense Authorization Act, which in and of itself was egregious because it didn't represent the changes, reforms, policy differences that we had implemented in the House version we passed last summer that I was able to vote for finally after voting against them under the Democrats. Right. But it forfeited it forfeited the, the, the policy changes we had in the Republican version that were, you know, m- removing the climate focus, removing transgender surgeries and treatment for military, removing abortion funding, removing CRT in our academies and DEI and chief diversity officers, and these wokey policies that were weakening our military. Those are back then. And we didn't have a conference committee to negotiate our bill versus the Senate version, and then you expect to get at least half, and I would submit we should get more than half. When you can pass things with a simple one-vote majority in the House, but the Senate requires 60, and last time, Jeff, you and I checked, we only have 51 Democrats in the Senate, so you gotta, they got to be bipartisan. We don't have to in the House, so we ought to be in a stronger position, but instead we got almost none of our policy changes, and it was negotiated, not conference committee, it was negotiated by what's called the four corners, the speaker and the minority leader in the House, the Senate majority leader, and Senate minority leader, and then brought to the House on suspension of the rules. So we couldn't make any amendments to it. And that's a, to force passage because people are afraid of voting against a military bill unless you have real courage. And but then you add the FISA to it so that way they can get it passed without reforms because it wouldn't have passed without reforms. Matter of fact, the good judiciary bill that I talked about that Andy Biggs authored passed 35 to 2 out of committee. Most Democrats on the Judiciary Committee 
uh, we're, we're also one of those reforms to protect citizens, kind of from the sort of the ACLU side of it in terms of, of that kind of protection. Um, so very disappointing, uh, terrible decision, and un- unfortunately, sadly, representing what, the failures of Washington. And, and by the way, that it was it was supported four to one by Dems, two to one by Republicans. So, again, an overwhelming Dem bill once again. Well, I have to ask you, you know, to remind everybody, Congressman Bob Good is joining us. Bob, uh, should I or should I be not be happy with our new Speaker of the House? Because you said it was the, the, the four corners. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You've got the Speaker of the House. And then, look, I don't have a lot of confidence, quite frankly, in the Republicans in the Senate. I mean, you know. With good reason. <laughs> I'm continually, yeah. I, just, I just put my head in my hands at that point. But uh, should I be disappointed that it came under this Speaker's operation? Or was it something that I, I'm not aware of? You should be disappointed. I mean, let's just, we need to call it like we see it. And I've attacked the policy. I've attacked the actions. I haven't attacked the Speaker. I respect the speaker. I think he's well-intended. I think he wants to do the right things, but I think he's operating out of fear and succumbing to that fear. I think the intelligence committee got into his ear and said, you know what? We promised not to abuse this stuff and we're not doing it anymore. Scout's honor. And uh, doggone it, you can't let it expire at the end of December because then, you know, we're going to have, you know, the sky will fall and all the terrorist activity will take place. And so it was like a government shutdown, though, Jeff, if mm-hmm. if you're approaching the funding deadline and the Dems don't do what you want and you are not willing to risk a shutdown to try to use leverage to get the spending cuts and the Dems just say, no, we're not going to cut spending, then you end up agreeing to keeping the spending at the Democrat levels because you won't risk a shutdown. Mm-hmm. And if those who don't want the, the necessary reforms who are in bed with the intelligence community that's abusing them, and I'm sorry to say, members of the own, own the chairman of the own our own Republican uh, intelligence community, uh, excuse me, committee rather, yep. had a competing bill that didn't have the reforms, and he was lobbying against and scaring people against the good bill with the reforms, and so we couldn't get agreement before we were supposed to leave D.C. yesterday. We shouldn't have left D.C. yesterday. We should have stayed there and hashed it out with amendments and fought to reform it. We shouldn't have left last night. But they did. They adjourned. And uh, but because Speaker Johnson is honestly has expressed his fear of the expiration of FISA. And we our position is we don't want it to expire, but let it expire 
if it means choosing between that and trampling on our citizens. Who famously said, you'll probably know it better than me, but you know, those who would trade liberty for safety or security yep. deserve and will get neither or something to that effect. And that's what we're trying to do. We're, we're going to, okay, let's keep on allowing the abuse of our constitutional rights because the government promises to only do that to keep us safe. That's a police state. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. So you, you said you adjourned last night. Is that it? You guys are done for... We are not scheduled to come back until after the after the new year, about a week after the new year, so like January nine or something like that. Wow. Um, and then the speaker can call us back at any time, but I, I don't think he's gonna. Wow. Well, uh, I, I guess the one piece of happy news is that you you get to be back home and out of the swamp for a few days, huh? Well, traveling the district. I'm uh, in living Farmville, but I'm going. I'll be in Lynchburg tonight. I will be um, in. Uh, uh, Nottaway County tomorrow. I'll be in just outside Richmond uh, t- uh, at Wreaths of um, Across America yep. event uh, t- t- tomorrow. I'll be in um, Pennsylvania County on Sunday, and I think it's Amherst County on Monday. So travel in district, and yes, but it is refreshing to get back in the district. 24 cities and counties don't get to all of them as often as I would like to, but I get to them as often as I possibly can. And so looking forward to that time back in the district as we head into uh, the greatest day on the calendar, the, uh, the gift of our son, our, uh, God's son, our Savior, uh, that we celebrate the following weekend. Absolutely. Listen, it's uh, the, the, the opportunity to get out of the District of Columbia and get home to the district is uh, is clearly uh, a wonderful thing. Bob, I, number one, I appreciate you fighting the good fight up there. I think you know that. I, I try and say that every time that you join us. I think that's important that people understand that. I I do offer you congratulations on uh, being elected chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, and um, I, I, I wish you and yours the merriest of all Christmases, and, and God willing, you and I will uh, will reconvene in the new year and uh, keep talking about what needs to be talked about. I look forward to talking again. Thanks for being in the fight. Thanks for what you do, and again, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank you, my friend. That is uh, Congressman you, Bob Good. Uh, I have got a pair of tickets for you to join me, because I got my tickets today, for Dr. Jordan Peterson at the Altria Theater. This is going to be on May the 30th. The tickets went on sale 10 o'clock this morning. I think they're sold out. I don't know. Don't quote me, but I think uh, they're they're probably sold out. When I logged on at 10 o'clock this morning, and I was right there on the dot, man, there were just tickets that were gone, 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 gone. So... I've got a pair of tickets for you. I want to make it simple. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I'm not going to say caller number 25, but how about caller number 12 for December? Caller number 12 right now, 833-804-1140, 833-804-1140. Caller number 12, you get yourself a pair of tickets to see Dr. Jordan Peterson at the Altria. It is May the 30th. Get your tickets. Now, again, caller number 12, 833-804-1140. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.